The Nonprofit Happy Hour. A weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do-gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org or in person at Citizen, our nonprofit coffee shop and program space at 3636A North Mississippi Avenue. I'm Molly Jean Bennett. This week's show features a conversation with Jackie Murphy and Stephanie Peters of Airway Science for Kids. Their organization provides immersive, hands-on education in aeronautics engineering to youth from socially and economically disadvantaged backgrounds. I'm in the studio today with Executive Director of Airway Science, Jackie Murphy, and Operations Manager, Stephanie Peters. Thank you both for coming in. Thank, Thank you so for having us. us. And and um, this is going to air a little bit later in the summer, but the both of you just returned from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. By gosh. Yes. <laughs> that was our only recollection of Oshkosh was bagosh yes. until we learned about Air Ventures. Until, I mean, it's madness. Oh my gosh, yes. It is, it's, what is it, 20,000 aircrafts that are there and... From planes to seaplanes to helicopters to everything under the sun. Absolutely. It's like 10 miles of just nothing but air show-ness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, it's overwhelming. Yes. And, and, and for uh, those of you that are not well-versed in Wisconsin geography, my, my home state, um, I mean, it's, it's incredible. There are airplanes, helicopters, biplanes coming in yes. every minute every yes yes and and you know we i grew up uh, on a lake just a, a, a little bit south of oshkosh and we would sit out there in the boat and just watch these airplanes come in exactly mm-hmm. I, so um i understand that oshkosh is actually the busiest airport in the world during this time Right, so, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, like, right. Like uh, Chicago O'Hare has nothing yeah. on Oshkosh, Wisconsin, <laughs> which Oshkosh, Wisconsin has nothing going on the rest of the year. Well, and the interesting thing is that we also we have a plane that our kids built. It's our first plane that we built um, in 2008, and we have kept it. And so we flew it in for the air show as well, so that we could display it there. You flew the plane, oh, the plane was flown the from- plane, Exactly, we didn't fly it <laughs> personally. Thank you, thank you for clarifying. Yes, the plane was flown in by one of our mentors, our volunteers, um, who was a pilot, and they flew it from Portland to Oshkosh, and it's a RV-12 experimental aircraft. So let's, let's get into this. This is a really, crazy wonderful (laughs) (laughs) organization airway science um i'm just going to read the mission statement airway science for kids exposes youth especially those who are socially and economically challenged to activities that inspire their interest and growth towards higher learning and careers in aerospace science technology engineering mathematics now now that could mean you guys are giving them computer programs and books but you're not you're giving them airplanes Exactly. So we have high school students who are building an actual experimental aircraft. So when we say that to the people in the community, they're like, oh, that's so cute. They're building those little model airplanes. And we're like, no, this is an actual (laughs) aircraft, a two-seater piloted airplane that our kids are building. And actually, we're building number five. So we've been doing this for a few years now. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I've rarely been speechless in these interviews that we've done, but I'm a bit speechless. So 
let's let's start at the beginning. Um, so th- there's a founder, and this is this organization's been around for. It's our 25th year. 25 years. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Silver anniversary, right? Yes. Yeah, we're really excited about that. And and your founder, uh, Bob Strickland? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and now Bob's an interesting man on on outside of this yes. as well. He's a he's a three-time Emmy Award winning journalist, spent most of his career in Washington, D.C. Is that right? Wrong Bob Strickland. Wrong, Wrong Bob. Bob. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not okay. our guy. <laughs> really strange because, yeah. I, I, yeah. you know, I was doing my research and, and there's a Bob Strickland who was a journalist in D.C. and he mentored youth there and then he moved back to his home state of Washington. Oh. Not our guy. We're Not gonna, your guy. We're going to no. follow up on him. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you tell me who your Bob Strickland is. <laughs> I will. That's great. Actually, so um, Bob Strickland was um, initially, I mean, just, I, sorry, I'm blubbering here um bob strickland was a retired air force um auditor so um african-american gentleman spent 30 plus years in the air force as an auditor but he had this passion and love for aviation uh he retired and moved to portland oregon about the time that uh, um essentially the gang Mm -hmm. crisis um hit portland really hard and affected the north northeast community and he felt really passionate about that and wanted to do something to help young boys stay off the street. And he started Airway Science for Kids because he wanted to be able to take his passion for aviation and and um, and, and and that whole environment and let and bring it to kids and let them know that this was a way that they could, you know, essentially learn about something different, have access to. Um, uh, a community that they didn't know about and at the same time uh, be able to experience math and science in an alternative way and in a fun way. So he really used his passion to get kids off the street and keep them safe, but then also let them know that these there are career pathways out here that you can pursue. And I, I want to keep talking about this this uh, this Bob Strickland. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 so crazy because the other Bob Strickland also was in the Air Force. Oh, I'm, my I'm, goodness. I'm, I'm I'm defending my research <laughs> because I, I was like, it made so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. From, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, where was Bob Strickland from? Texas. Okay. Exactly. Yes. And why Portland? Do you know? I mean, I know it's it's so, years away, and he has passed since passed. Exactly. So I unfortunately don't know because I would never had the pleasure of meeting him personally. Mm-hmm. He passed away in two thousand eight. Um, but from what we understood, he had some connections here in Portland, loved the environment, wanted to get away from the hot south <laughs> and move to the Pacific Northwest. I mean, that, that's remarkable. I mean, and, and, and it takes a really unique person to see a problem like the gang warfare that was a very real deal mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. North and Northeast Portland mm-hmm. during the late 80s, mm-hmm. early 90s, yes. in, in, th- through the, the first part of this, this, this century um, and say, you know what would help? Airplanes, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. And and then beyond that, saying like it's not just about the thrill mm-hmm. of flight, but you're creating a lifelong career for yes. some of these students, mm-hmm. some yeah. of these teens. And really, with Mr. Strickland, he was so involved in everything. I actually have the luxury. My sister-in-law went through the program as a kid, and which I never knew. I actually didn't believe my brother when he told me. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and to have her talk about um, taking her first flight with Mr. Strickland, actually really being involved, and him actually helping her with scholarships for college um and that relationship and she's like yeah he's kind of like your grandfather that kind of you know helped you with everything but was really you know strict about what needed to have happen but was really passionate about where they needed to be and looking towards their future and ensuring that they understood what it take to get what it took to get that hard work done right and and that's i, th- I think what's also remarkable about it is that um that could be an individual's passion mm-hmm. certainly yes. and, and he could have mentored some 
uh, neighborhood kids and mm-hmm. teens, mm-hmm. but he made this into an organization. Yes. And an organization which has sustained itself. Yes, yes. exactly. Uh, can you either both of you talk about how does how does something like that go from an individual's passion into a, become a sustaining organization? Well, you it's a know, big question. Absolutely a huge question. And I would say, um, you know, especially initially in the startup, Mr. Strickland, I mean, just poured his heart and soul into this organization. I mean, he was he served every title. He was executive director. He was the instructor. He was the janitor. He was the, you know, the public relations, everything. Yeah, so, yeah. The, the plane mechanic. <laughs> exactly. The yeah. plane mechanic. Um, and so, uh, you know, but then what he did was he also brought a, brought along some great supporters that um uh, participated on his board and um, really collectively they bought into his vision they believed in his work and um, they uh, um, provided the support the connections um, to make sure that the organization um, continued on and so when you talk about connections you know making sure that now he had access to um, maybe different foundations that would help support the organization because they love the mission and the uniqueness of the program and who it was serving. Um, he definitely um, was well loved in the aviation community um, in the you know in Portland area and even regionally. Um, and so he had a lot of supporters, especially um, the EAA uh, 105. So EAA 105 is an Exper- Experimental Aircraft Association's local chapter here in um, basically Hillsboro, Oregon. And, um, you know, they just embraced what he was doing and really um, wanted to make sure that this continued on. And so people believing in his dream uh, accessing different resources and serving a community um, that truly um, wanted to be part of this environment. Jackie Murphy is executive director for Airwave Science. Stephanie Peters is the operational manager. Um, I, 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 I love this organization. I just I had not heard of it. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to take a music break and, and we're going to come back and talk more about how you're getting... I, I don't even know how to say this. Airplanes in the hands of, t- of teenagers. Um, we're going to take a quick music break. Um, how about leaving on a jet plane seems appropriate. <laughs> All my bags are packed, ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye But the dawn is breaking, it's early morn The taxi's waiting, he's blown his horn Already I'm so lonesome I could die So kiss me and smile for me Tell me that you'll wait for me Hold me like you'll never let me go Cause I'm leaving on a jet plane Don't know when I'll be back again Oh babe, I hate to go There's so many times I let you down So many times I played around And I tell you now They don't mean a thing 
Every place I go, I'll think of you. Every song I sing, I'll sing for you. When I come back, I'll bring your wedding ring. So kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you'll wait for me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. Now the time's come to leave you. One more time, let me kiss you. Close your eyes. I'll be on my way. Dream about the days to come when I won't have to leave alone. About the times I won't have to say. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Hour on X-Ray FM. We are talking with uh, two of the staff for Airway Science. Jackie Murphy is the executive director, and Stephanie Peters is the operation manager. Um, Airway Science for Kids. So we've talked a bit about the history of how it got started. I just find, how how do kids, teenagers, find out about Airway Science? Well, there's a number of different ways. And actually, you say teenagers, but I'm going to take it a few steps back because we actually have programming in our um, elementary and middle schools. So the kids can actually take part in their middle school or their elementary school with after school programming. We do a program called Take Flight where they're where they are doing hands on projects They're You know, it's everything from paper airplanes to actually learning about lift and drag and in really fun ways that kids can get really involved in it. Our middle school program. Um, they're also in after-school programs, and also we have them at um, on, on our sites at PCC. We have an um, it's a flight simulator lab, so the kids can go in and learn about how to actually take a plane off and land and land at different airports or learn to land at Oshkosh um, and everything that goes with that. We also have um, that program at Hillsborough. So we actually have a flight simulator there as well at the um, Hillsborough Airport. And then with our team build, which is our our upper echelon, actually our big uh, plane build, we have it at Hillsboro, and then we have it here in Northeast Portland. We're actually building a plane on Mississippi Avenue. Uh, 
at the rebuilding center. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that is truly amazing. Cool. I mean, it's it's um I've actually seen uh part of the the body of the plane. I've uh-huh. been in the the workshop right. oh, in the back there. Yes, <laughs> on the fuselage <laughs> yeah. covered up. Yes. Exactly. Yes, thank you. I uh-huh. didn't have the correct terms. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, this it just sounds like the script from a from a movie. Mm-hmm. It really does. Retired Air Force man moves to Portland. Uh, concerned about gang violence, decides to help kids learn about science, technology, build airplanes. I mean, it just sounds fantastical. Mm-hmm. It really <laughs> is, and and honestly, you know, I'm, um, we're really excited about um, we're excited about all our programming. But initially, we're very excited about having Northeast Teen Flight on Mississippi because um, we have been offering that program out in Hillsboro, and you can imagine that. Um, transportation to the Hillsboro site for kids who lived in North Northeast Portland was very difficult. Uh, we offered this program um, on Saturdays in Hillsboro, and what we were finding is that um, there was a barrier of getting kids who wanted to participate there. And so we decided, how are we going to solve this problem? Well, if the kids can't get to us, we'll bring the program to them. And so we sat down with Rebuilding Center and said, look, we know you have you know, some space that you're trying to provide for the community to use and access. We have a need to build a plane with kids. Think we can work together? And they were like, absolutely, this is the community we wanna serve. We wanna make sure kids from the you know, from North Northeast Portland know that this, you know, Mississippi Street, Mississippi Avenue is still for them. And anything we can do to make sure that they stay on this street and they're engaged and know that, you know, um, they are part of this community we want to be part of. And so we brought the program there. It would seem like part of the philosophy and the opportunities that Airway Science provides is that idea of getting out of your geography. Yes. I mean, I, I, going back to, to to gangs, I mean, that that's always a big part of gangs is that that is, this is your turf, this is your geography. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of uh, uh, youth that are growing up that do have economic barriers, that mm-hmm. idea of being able to get out to the beach or to Mount Hood or just mm-hmm. away right. from circumstances or just that idea that there's a larger world out there what an incredible way to be up in an airplane. Yes. And especially these smaller airplanes. I mean, <laughs> it's it's one thing to be in a in a 737 and and taking off and you you feel like you're like you're in a living room, but to be in a two-seater. Exactly. It's a kind very of deal. Intimate. Yes. Absolutely. And to be able to walk into a private airport and oh. to not have to deal with TSA, TSA security, mm-hmm. ticket booths, people like our kids didn't even realize, we didn't even realize, yeah. honestly, because we didn't come from an aviation background. But, you know, to be able to go to Twin Oaks Air Park um, out in Beaverton literally is you drive up, park your car, and you're at the middle of an airfield and you can, you know, physically touch a plane and no one's trying to tackle you, <laughs> you know, um, for being on the field. And so, um, you know, to be able to take kids, like you said, just even 10 miles down the street to come see, you know, this magnificent, you know, uh, experience or to be part of this magnificent experience is mind-boggling for our kids a lot of times. They're like, I've never touched a plane. I've never been this close to a plane. Um, some of them have never ever been up in a plane before. So, uh, Yeah, that alone, that alone would seem to have, have be life-changing. Yes. I want to talk about 25 years. So you have some students who are probably in their late 30s, 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, 
have you been able to track success? Yes, yes. absolutely. Um, you know, so we have one mentor right now. So, um, you know, we wouldn't be able to build a plane if we didn't have um, adults who knew how to build planes. <laughs> and so um, one of our mentors currently was in our very first team flight class in 2008. Um, and he was 17 at the time. And actually, you know, learned how to build a plane and was part of this whole experience and touched every aspect of this plane build. And that summer, he was able to apply for an internship at Boeing here locally. And um, um, and when he went to his interview, he took his his manual or plans to build his plane, set it out on the table for the uh, interview committee and the interview committee looked at it and said, oh, well, yeah, I think we're going to let you have this internship. (laughs) (laughs) And eight years later, he's still there now. And so he has worked his way through um, from an internship into a full-time position, um, from an entry-level position to now being one of their quality control um, managers for Boeing. Um, And that's just one of our success stories. I mean, we have, you know, numbers and numbers of, of stories of kids who have received their pilot's license, who are now um, pilots for the Army or for the Air Force or they're um, pursuing their um, aviation degree at universities and um, colleges around the nation. Um, they're entering, you know, aviation programs. Um, and, you know, if it's if it's everything from being a pilot to even a mechanic, um, we're finding that kids who participate in the team flight program, 85% of them are pursuing either an aviation or a STEM degree in higher ed. That's that's fantastic. It that's is truly. Fantastic. I, I feel like there should be like cue the applause track. Right here. <laughs> exactly. I mean, congratulations on on all of that. I mean, it's you know, it's it seems like metaphorically and literally, you know, you guys are, are teaching people how to soar. Right. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the mentality of uh, the the youth that you're working with mm-hmm. and what they're coming in with. I would be scared uh, to to build an airplane mm-hmm. than fly it myself mm-hmm. right i mean that the amount of uh self-trust that must be built built from that exercise exactly. is mm-hmm. sounds really amazing mm-hmm. I, can can you is can you talk a little bit about that well and as we as we talk about that um we need to talk about the fact that our programs build upon each other so if a person if an individual comes into our program at either the take flight which is elementary school the in flight which is middle school or or straight into high school they actually have the opportunity that um you know it's okay to fail and it's okay to make mistakes because that happens but understanding that you are in an environment where you're with mentors that actually can help you all the way through that and have that trusting an adult to say yeah i didn't know how to do that right the first time myself i didn't know how to measure i didn't know how to bend i didn't know how to use those pop rivets i didn't know how to do that either but let's walk through how you do that so that you know we can make this 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 finished deal and um one of our mentors um i want to say coined the phrase you know we're not building a plane here we're building kids so it's really about the experience for our students, not that we have this, you know, we love having the plane at the end. However, sometimes it takes a little bit longer and sometimes, yeah, we got to order that piece again. But, you know, it is about the experience and the kids and growing kids. But failure's a little bit more monumental <laughs> when you're talking about airplanes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, it's it's one thing to miss the winning basket or to get <laughs> a question or two wrong on your math exam. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to fail. fail building an airplane yeah exactly <laughs> but you know our plane is when it's finished it is FAA certified it actually goes through all the all the um 
the stringent tests and everything that any other plane would would do. And it would need to be certified. It has to have the air hours. It has to, all that has to happen at the end. And a lot of work goes into it before that ever happens. And there's, um, like we said, we wouldn't be able to do this program without experienced mentors. And when yeah. we say experienced mentors, these are mentors who have built their own planes. Um, they're avid home builders. Um, and actually, you know, uh, a few of them are actually um, certified as um, home build instructors to come and help um, other home builder who'd want to build a plane um, to come and make sure that they're doing it correctly to inspect their work to help um, identify issues and, and re, re, rework, uh, rework <laughs> yeah. the, the work there. Mm-hmm. So now, now, Stephanie, you mentioned that your sister had been involved. My sister-in-law. Sister-in-law mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. been involved. Yes. Uh, is, is that how you got involved with this organization? No, actually. <laughs> like I said, my background is from corporate HR. So um, it was not even in my lens to become involved in this organization. I've known Jackie for a number of years. And when she came on um, at the end of 2014 um, with Airway Science um, in 15, she said, hey, I'm working with this great program. I was actually taking the year off. I was going to take a year off. I was going to travel and do other things. And <laughs> I have two teenagers myself. And um, Jackie said, hey, why don't, you, why don't you help me with a fundraiser? And I said, oh, okay, I can come in and help with the fundraiser. When we were done, she's like, you can't leave me. <laughs> and so then we really started taking a really hard look at the organization and looking um, at implementing the infrastructure. Again, I say I come from corporate, so I'm very much infrastructure, process, <laughs> all of those things. Um, so really started working on blending those two together and really working on a structure for this organization so that it can continue to be sustainable. And also there was a number of great programs there, but it was really about getting our reach out there and ensuring that people know about us because this organization, organization has been around for 25 years. However, it's like Portland's best kept secret. Um, they know very little about it, but as we spread the word and we have more and more people students and adults. I mean, there's so many parents that become involved and I've come into our lab on during spring break and it's packed at five o'clock and program ended at four, but it's parents that are involved with the flight simulators and, or want to try the pop rivets or want to put the little metal plane together because they didn't have that opportunity. Or they remember when they took shop in middle school, which they don't have now. And so it's just providing that opportunity because if they don't know that it's there, how they know they can do it. So now knowing that it is there and getting the word out and providing the opportunity where not only our students can be involved, but then also so that, so that we can have their, the community and the family involved in it. Uh, and so the, the, this fundraiser, is that the w- Wings to Soar? Wings to Soar, yes. So we are going to have our third annual Wings to Soar event on December 2nd. This year is going to be a breakfast. We'll have a community breakfast at the Village Ballroom. And then we'll be going right over to the PCC Gymnasium where we're going to have our Wings to Soar plane, um, airplane challenge. And so we're excited that we have a number of um, Portland Public Schools that, are, that we are participating at this year. And the challenge that our students will be doing is the paper plane challenge. So they'll be able to compete and um, on December 2nd. So you can go from the breakfast to the um, student competition and it'll be a great way to get our name out. Mm-hmm. And Jackie, how did you get involved with Airway Science? So I have been in nonprofit since I graduated from college. So 25 plus years in nonprofit work, specifically um, working in youth development and education. And I was in a previous role where I was building after school programs for another organization. Um, And through there, learned about the significant um, lack of access to STEM opportunities for youth of color and underserved youth and girls. Um, And I just became really passionate. I mean, I had been passionate about education and STEM 
fit right underneath that category. And uh, I became really committed to making sure that we were able to um, open up access and opportunities um, for youth who traditionally weren't able to access science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, unfortunately, at the organization I was at, I wasn't able to do it full time, and I wanted to do this work full time. And so um, I happened to also be in a uh, uh, situation at the previous organization where I needed to uh, identify and develop internships for college students. And through my research, I ran across the opportunity that Airway Science for Kids was seeking an executive director. And um, at that point, I said, you know what, I, I love what I'm doing here, but I want to do this work full time. And I applied. And after some time of a couple interviews, um, I, I was hired. So I didn't have the aviation background as far as being a pilot, um, but I came from an Air Force brat background, meaning that I grew up in the Air Force, um, spent a lot of time on air bases, um, attended a lot of air shows, was fascinated with airplanes. And so I was able to make that connection there. So between the youth development and that Air Force background, um, was able to come into this position where now we could really, or I could really, um, put kids in a position to learn and be successful in STEM through aviation. Uh, this is the Nonprofit Hour, so we do talk a bit, we talk about program, but we also talk about the administrative. Um, where does the funding come from? We have a variety of funding sources. We have a portfolio of, um, of funding. Uh, of course, foundations, tried and true local foundations. We have fantastic support from the local foundations, um, OCF, Meyer Memorial, Collins Foundation, um, but then also um, um, partnering with the school districts for fee-for-service opportunities to provide after-school programming in the schools to youth, um, individual donations, um, our events, of course, our fundraising events. Um, but I think one unique revenue stream that we have is not only, you know, you talked about how um, how safe are our planes. Well, <laughs> our planes are so safe that we're able to sell them to private pilots and we are able to generate revenue through our airplane sales. So we have sold three planes um, at an average of about $105,000. Wow. Yes. That's, that's, yes. yeah, I was about to ask, like, what does a plane cost? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And what's great about that is that then um, through that plane sale, we're able to purchase our next kit. And then um, any revenue above our kit purchase goes and is spread out throughout the other programming that we have. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm truly blown away by the work that you're doing and by this, this organization. Um, how, how can somebody uh, become more involved, uh, whether they want to volunteer or if they, want, if they have a kid that they think would benefit from being part of this? So there's a couple of ways. I think the easiest way is if you're on Facebook, please follow us on Facebook. Uh, our page is Airway Science for Kids. And really, that's where you can get the most up-to-date information about what is our programming, where are we at, um, where will we be, um, and just even just seeing all the magnificent things our kids are involved in. Um, also, uh, we have a website. Airway, you know, www.airwayscience.org. Uh, you can send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at airwayscience.org. Um, and anything else? We do have a phone number, but for the most part, <laughs> yeah. I find that most people <laughs> like to email. Or... Certainly. <laughs> so. Thank you both. Jackie Murphy, Executive Director for Airway Science. Stephanie Peters is Operation Manager. Thank you both, and we'll go out with one more song. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, 
a certified B Corp that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change in KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is Molly Jean Bennett. Emily Curtis is our associate producer. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where our handle is Nonprofit Hour. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to molly at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in, and cheers!